1: If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov pact to learn more and file
0: your claim.
1: Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Carman and we are A Belly Up Sports Podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing?
0: LJ doing just fine. Uh doing good. You know, not much to complain about really. Um the Yankees, they did pick up a win last night, so you know, any way we can get a W, I will um, absolutely be okay with that. Um And, you know, hopefully we can, uh, you know, pick it back up tonight.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and actually start with the Yankees. Brandon, let's talk about Garrett Cole. Um, unideal start to the season for him. Unideal situation last night. He ends up leaving the game after an inning in two-thirds. He throws... 67 or excuse me 68 pitches only 37 strikes in that span and ends up amounting five walks um not a great start certainly i mean you certainly have a uh it's pretty dangerous building a high-powered offense right in front of Garrett cole i mean if frogs couldn't hop he'd be gone with the schwinn
0: (laughs) yeah you know not the most ideal start to the season for our ace um last night certainly indicative of that um five walks is something you definitely never want to see especially when two of them come with the bases loaded I believe he walked at one point like three batters in a row um I mean look it's I don't want to say that this is what Garrett Cole has become because You know, dating back to the wild card game, then the first three starts this year, this is just not what we're used to seeing out of this guy whatsoever. Um, You know, he has the one good start against the Blue Jays, his second start of the year where, you know, he got into the sixth inning in that game, I think, um, allowed two home runs though, which he's always been a little susceptible to the home run ball, but I don't know what's what's uh, wrong with him this year, really. Um, the whiff rate is still in the 90th percentile in the league. The chase rate is still above average. But really, all these other expected stats, the a- average exit velocity, the barrel percentage, all really, really low um, compared to what we're used to seeing out of him. Just kind of weird, honestly. I mean... I. Like I feel like he still has good stuff, but the location has not been good whatsoever. He's got a lot of good good movement on his pitches, and when he's putting them in the right spots, he's certainly getting swings and misses, but um, so much of of pitching is being able to hit your spots, and it's something that he has certainly struggled um, immensely with this year, especially with the five walks last night.
1: Um, look yeah I'm not I'm certainly not going to leave my analysis to just one really deep cut muppets reference but yeah 11 in a third inning this year 8 earned 7 walks to 12 strikeouts that's a 635 ERA among there I I don't intend and didn't initially intend to make this claim at this point in the season this early but this just feels like this is buying more and more into the narrative of where exactly is Garrett Cole's mental game? Is it up to the par of the other aces in the league? Is it up to the Clayton Kershaw level, the Max Scherzer level, the Justin Verlander level, where the talent is certainly up there? But, I mean, really think about it. This is a guy who, first off, hasn't been able to pull, pull a complete Cy Young season together, hasn't gotten a win in the World Series, came up very small in that wild card game against boston in boston he had to know that it was going to be a rough day like he had to know that there was going to be a lot of animosity there it was going to be a big moment and he had to be ready to step up for it he didn't and then all of a sudden you come out right now when your team really needs a good start and he just hasn't looked sharp to begin with i mean even if you do get into the sixth inning There's plenty of guys who make it to the sixth inning, but don't look great in those first five. And that's kind of the way I felt about that Garrett Cole Blue Jays start. So this is just a, this isn't something the Yankees can change. This is something only Garrett Cole can change, I think. And really, he has to just get his head in the right place, which we don't really know if he's ever been there. This might be uncharted territory for him
0: yeah and you know i wasn't really able to watch much of his start at all um i was i was busy doing some schoolwork um um not in my dorm not near a tv um my friend texts me and he's like cole pulled in the second inning and i'm like second inning immediately i'm like oh he must have gotten hurt check the phone real quick i see he walks two runs in he's got five walks and i'm just like oh boy like this is really what's what's happening here. Um, was able to go back and watch a few of the at bats that he had, um, or a, yeah, a few of the at bats um, in that game. And like like I said, I think the stuff is still there. It's just the location that is is a really big issue. We saw on opening you day.
1: Have to put the stuff together.
0: Yeah, I mean, we see on opening day against the Red Sox. Um, was it? Devers that tagged him um, in the first inning for the home run. Yes, that
1: was Devers' first swing of the season.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, he's he's always been a guy who, you know, the whip has never been outstanding. He's always had his fair share of, um, I don't want to say trouble with the walks, but, you know, the league average for walk rate is like... What is it like I don't know, eight percent? And he's been sitting for his career around like six, which is certainly above average, but it's not something that you would think that he would be at. You would think he'd be near like the four, you know, the five range. Um so always struggled a little bit with um the command, but It's not only that. I mean, he's been getting hit around quite a bit. The strikeout rate has fallen significantly from where it was. And, you know, I'm going to push back a little on the he's never put a Cy Young season together. 2019,
1: I... How many does he have?
0: He has zero, but LJ, 2019, it is baffling that he didn't win the Cy Young award uh, over Justin Verlander. His last... He didn't lose a single—he was like 18-0 and 0 in his last 24 starts of that year. I go to his first playoff start—or not his first playoff start, but um, game three of the 2019 ALCS, and that was a Yankees lineup that was actually really good. They actually had guys that could move the runner over, um, could get key hits at times, and he shut us down. I mean, there was no question that he was um, the best pitcher in the league on that day, um, and— Look.
1: Yeah, but Justin Verlander didn't pitch.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh. Um <laughs> um Mr. Justin Verlander lover over here. LJ, is there is there something that that you need to admit to us about Justin you you and Justin Verlander?
1: No. All I'm going to say is this feels very much like that TikTok that was going around. I don't even remember what the thing was, but where it was like um Oh, it's the one from is it I think it's from forgetting Sarah Marshall where it's um the guy from the uh, How I Met Your Mother, and he's arguing with that little kid about um, LeBron or Co- LeBron or Jordan. That's basically the conversation we're having right now. Call me when he wins a Cy Young, and then we'll start having that talk about what seasons were Cy Young contenders. Because unless he got one in college, maybe, I haven't seen any Cy Young seasons from him in the pros. But to give a positive spin on this for the Yankees, this bullpen really showed up, shut down. And they're the reason that this team was able to come away with the win. I mean, this wasn't a, this wasn't really an impressive night from the offense either. You're talking about a six hit performance here. Joey Gallo has a golden sombrero judge strikes out three times. That was a rough game that they were able to pull off against a decent team.
0: Yeah. And you know, you're absolutely right that the offense was not good. LJ, did you see how we scored those first two runs of the game? Um, Infield pop-up with two outs. And I believe the pitcher was Tyler Alexander for the Tigers. He tries to get fancy with it and catch it underhand like very nonchalantly. Ends up dropping the ball and two runs score for the Yankees, which end up being very crucial. But you're right. It is the bullpen that comes in and saves the day. And that's been the story with the Yankees for the past how many years? It's been the bullpen has been so good. And really, this year, I have i know I've said it a few times, but outside of Garrett Cole, I have really no complaints with our pitching staff. Um, the bullpen's been fantastic. Miguel Castro coming over from the Mets, a great pickup for the Yankees. Great trade that they make right before opening day as he was... Really, really good last night. Still is not allowed an earned run this year. And he's got some nasty stuff. He's a great addition. Clark Schmidt, I think, goes three and a third with six Ks Clark. last night. Clark Schmidt. Um, yeah, you know, he was he looked super good as well. Um, no complaints out of the bullpen whatsoever. And, um, hey, I'll chalk it up. A win's a win. We'll take it. But still a lot left to be desired here
1: yeah now let me before we move off to the Yankees because we've spent a fair chunk of time here pose to you this I mean Luis Severino probably the best arm in this bull in this rotation right now Nestor okay Nestor maybe um I love Nestor but I, I still think if we're talking talent here Louis is amazing anyway my point being Cole is certainly struggling here in two starts uh, Jordan Montgomery goes eight, Tyone and Cortez go nine, and somewhere within the nine. So those aren't full win-level starts. That's a lot of innings on this bullpen, and it just keeps adding up. Again, you we go into – we were talking about the Yankees, I believe it was Saturday, Saturday or Sunday we were going into, and we were saying, like, this is one of the most overused bullpens in baseball. It was them in the Rays and then a 50 feet of dirt and then the next team. And then you go into – a situation with the Garrett Cole start where he's only going at inning a third. This is a lot of innings. Now, do you kind of feel forced if you're the Yankees to open Luis Severino up a little earlier than you expected?
0: Yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit, but also, um, you know, I don't mind Seve getting stretched out now and what will be his third start of the year, because at some point, I mean, LJ May is, is 10 days away. um, And, you know, how long are teams going to be doing this thing where they're only letting pitchers go 70, 80 pitches? Um, and I hope. Well, if
1: they're playing like Garrett Cole always.
0: <laughs> well, I hope Seve has a good start tonight against the Tigers. Um, certainly hoping so. But, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely not wrong that he's probably looked the best out of our starting pitchers so far this year. Um, and. You know, we'll just have to see what what ends up happening. I I honestly think we will end up being fine. Cole will end up putting up um good starts. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure he will, but it's just it Cole, is it is frustrating. Cole just, has
1: to, Cole just has to lose the rainbow connection. Like he keeps getting all these rainbow connections off of him and it's just not working for him. He's asking himself why there's why there's so many. But
0: it's just right. not happening. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm currently watching this, the end of this Dodgers-Braves game, and we talked about Freddie Freeman yesterday. Um, LJ, can Freddie Freeman only hit home runs against the Braves? Is that the rule that, that, that he set? Because uh, he goes deep again today.
1: This is just one of the most fascinating, I think. Um, this is the most fascinating series of the year so far just because of what the teams have done, like the results are just kind of wild. You know, you've got these two home runs, the first two home runs that Freddie Freeman hits as a Dodger come against the Braves. And then you look at last night as well. That was originally what brought me to this topic before the home run even happened today. And you get this opportunity. I believe it was, um, is it Chris Polak or whatever the guy who does the songs on TikTok? He was at the game. And he was like, I would have called you crazy a year ago if you told me I was sitting here at Dodgers Stadium. Kenley Jansen was pitching to Freddie Freeman, and I was rooting for Freddie Freeman. So he ends up, Kenley still owns that stadium. It's evident. And that was just, It's this has just been so much fun to see.
0: Absolutely. And I just watched the final out. The Dodgers pick up yet another win. Um, you know, they're everything that we expected them to be and much more. But, LJ, real quick, I know this wasn't on the schedule, but I feel like we need to talk about the Mets. Um, they sweep the doubleheader against the Giants hey, yesterday. The Mets, baby. You know, the Mets are 9-3. and three, The Dodgers are now 9-3. and three, And what a big series this has been, Giants and Mets. Um, we had a great pitching matchup last night. Logan Webb against... Uh, Max Scherzer. Tonight, we've got Carlos Rodon versus Chris Bassett. Um, and those are both teams that we put in the top three. You had the Giants number one. I had the Mets number two. Um, you know, that might be the best series that we've seen so far um, in in this early season. Um, so, still a lot of baseball left. But we are getting fantastic pitching matchups almost night after night.
1: Yeah, I just want... I want a late series to be the best series of the year this year because it's just funny. Last year, it's kind of disappointing the fact that all of the great series were in the first two months.
0: Yeah. That Dodgers Padres like, series. Yeah.
1: You had, no, you had not one, but two Dodgers Padres series. And then you had like three between the Giants Padres and Dodgers in May. Each of them was much was, much was, much watch, must watch television. And Yeah, I just – I kind of missed that energy late on when there just wasn't nearly the same caliber of series. Either way, yeah, these have been very close games. If you want to talk about bad outings, Logan Webb only goes three three and two-thirds yesterday. Unideal to say the least, but again, I don't really doubt his capability as a pitcher by any means. This has just been a very strong showing by the Mets. By this Mets outfield, I mean we're talking Brandon Nimmo, still one point oh three six OPS. Like this is just this is a uh, that's I'm sorry, one point oh three six with an O for three night.
0: Yeah, and like, and how about Francisco Lindor finally coming up with a big hit? He has the walk off and extra innings. In the first game. Um, he's finally starting to turn a corner. Um, I was talking to a Mets fan last night. He said that the way that he, his his whole plate approach. Seems completely different. He finally looks like his old self. And you know I will never be a guy who. Lo- who um, enjoys watching the good players fall off and be bad. I want to see Francisco Lindor be good for the Mets. I really do. Um, I, I want to see these guys that are good. Continue to be good. Because. It just makes you know, it makes them so much fun to watch, especially a guy that's so dynamic like Francisco Lindor. Um of course the fielding has always been there. The hitting really fell off last season, but great to see him off to a good start this year.
1: Well, it's just so tough with a guy like Francisco Lindor too because like you talk about the defense, that's elite defense. Top tier defense that you're getting from Francisco Lindor a guy like that is going to be a starter in the league until he's ready to retire. Like that's how good a defender he is. And so there was a situation here and again, it's very early that power, those power numbers really were the issue for him last year. They may be there now. They may not be there now. It's too early to know for sure, but operating under the hypothetical that it's back and the what if scenario is what if he didn't bounce back this year, all of a sudden you're talking about seeing another 10 years of Francisco Lindor where he's a fine contact hitter, but there's just no power in the bat and there's no way for him to really utilize his athleticism because he's not getting the ball far enough, you know, that just, it would be just so sad to kind of have to watch him for another decade be a shell of himself.
0: And when you're looking at fan graphs, LJ, the top seven players right now in war Really no surprises on here, except for one guy, but um, we're going to get to him. We've certainly talked about him a lot. Number one is Jose Ramirez. Number two, Seiya Suzuki. Three, Matt Olson. Four, Manny Machado. Five, Nolan Arenado. Six, Francisco Lindor. And seven, Wander Franco. I mean, if you would have told me any of those guys were in the top seven, maybe I would have said, okay, I don't know if I could see Seiya Suzuki there. Um, who's slowly becoming the most talked about player in the history of MLB Daily Podcast. But, um, you know, those are seven guys that are upper echelon players that are all just, you know, their teams consider them superstars. And it's great to see those guys already performing really good.
1: Absolutely. All right, Brandon, do we want to talk about you were certainly very outspoken about this um, Chicago series that's going on, particularly the Chicago game today.
0: Yeah, game so one. Hasn't,
1: has- there hasn't been much of a series before this.
0: No. Game one of this doubleheader between the White Sox and the Guardians, and oh my God, White Sox, what happened, man? Um, You only allow one run in the first, which, you know, it's okay. It was a force out. Dallas Keuchel works out of it. And then you get to the second inning where Dallas Keuchel, here's how the second inning went. It went fielding error by Tim Anderson, single, 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 grand slam, single, mound visit, wild pitch, single, single, fielder's choice, single, mound visit, Dallas Keuchel's out. Nine runs right there.
1: That sounds a lot like that, uh, lebron thing when they asked him what happened in the last four minutes and he gives a complete play-by-play of that yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just, it's just so much so much going on there so much to unpack and that's just complete and utter implosion that's the type of thing you never want to see and it kind of can it can stick with teams
0: absolutely and tim anderson so he makes one error in the second inning, but he had two in the first inning. This man had three errors in the first two innings. The Guardians they switch one of, or excuse me, the 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 White Sox they switch one of the errors to a hit after the game. But when I looked, they had five errors through the first two innings. I mean, we talked a lot about a defense on on a yesterday's show. That's just debilitating to have. Four or five errors in the first two innings and not saying a uh, Dallas Keuchel pitched good because clearly 10 runs or 10 hits 10 runs eight earned is is not the greatest it's it's it's, a, it's an awful start for one inning but to just see your your defense also falling apart at the same time um just you know not uh, what is going on there and Nice to see the, the Guardians, this offense that's been so hot. They put up another 11 runs today. I mean, this is a team that, you know, we, I wasn't certainly that high on. I thought they could have been around the 80-win mark. But, I mean, wow, they're 5-5 five and five right now. They're one game off of first place in the AL Central. And uh, Shane Bieber was dealing today. Uh, you know, six that's innings four hits and 7 Ks, one run.
1: Dude, this guy again, there's he's could if it weren't for Verlander he'd walk to the Cy Young this year. I'm I'm firm on that. But overall, yeah, this is just a great start for again a very good Guardians team, a very well-coached, well-disciplined Guardians team, and I just love to see it. Um just my own personal question, uh more of a fancy question here. Brandon, have you did you see who Ended up with the uh, winning decision here for Philly.
0: um, Against that? the Rockies. Um, that's That game's still in the bottom of the eighth right now.
1: That game is still in the bottom of the eighth. Who who walked away with the winning decision, though? Like Who has the winning decision? Is it Eflin?
0: It looks... Um, Actually, I don't know. I think he might have left the game when it was tied 4-4 because then the Phillies put up five in the top of the seventh. You're kidding me. Not oh, sure. It might go to maybe Brad Hand, even though he only got one out. Not sure. I'm not the best at um figuring that out just from the yeah, box score. <laughs> it's all right.
1: Uh, it was just a uh, passing thought in my head. But Brandon, is there anything else you want to add in here?
0: Did you see the Luke Voigt, Tyler Stevenson thing last night? Care to elaborate? Sure. So, um, Luke Voigt's on second base. Ball gets into the outfield. He's coming around. He slides into home and a bit of a collision at home plate, which, you know, we're certainly trying. And, yeah, you know, it's something that you're certainly trying to avoid, um, especially when you've got a guy the size of Luke Voigt (laughs) running at you. Um, It was really weird. He slid, but, like, Also made a lot of contact with Stevenson. I know Tommy Pham was not happy with that whatsoever. um, And Padres fans were very quick to jump on him um, about his play his last few years (laughs) in San Diego. Um, But, you know, it's certainly a situation, LJ, that could have been avoided. Uh, (laughs) Brutal. If you yeah, not good there. Um if you <laughs> if you have a chance, um check it out definitely. Um it was it was a pretty strange play and I saw a little bit of buzz on Twitter about it.
1: Okay, well, I think that's going to wrap us up.
0: Yes. Um that will Thank you guys for listening. It's a little shorter show, but um you know, we would rather not bog you down with um Is it shorter? Yeah, um, I think you joined the Zoom. Right now, my Zoom says 34 minutes, and I think you joined the Zoom, um, I don't know, two or three minutes after I started. We talked for about a minute, so I think we're running about 26, 27 minutes right now. Um, we're,
1: all, we're all solid. We'll we are good. Tomorrow. We got our Teams of the Week, Player of the Week, Umpire of the Week.
0: Yes, we can do umpire of the week because there was some ump scorecard stuff that we certainly uh, can delve into for sure. We
1: Love umpire of the week.
0: We All can right. do we can do umpire of the week and worst umpire of the week. That can be a, that can be our new thing. Uh, beautiful oh. little production meeting at the end of the show. I love it. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at MLB Daily Pod. And until then, we'll see you tomorrow. See you